Hello and welcome back to the Time Podcast. Today I have Jasmine with me and I have Manon with me from Get Aboutable or Get About Able, as some say. Uh, Jasmine and Manon, would you mind just giving us a few details about your background and what you actually do with Get Aboutable? Okay, I'm Jasmine Gray. I'm the founding director of Get Aboutable, which I founded in 2015. I'm following a lifelong of traveling, but over 20 years traveling with a disability and my frustrations about how difficult it was to get accessible travel options. And I have to apologize. Um, it's Yasmin, not Jasmine. Here we go. Good start from me. <laughs> Sorry about that, Yasmin. <laughs> uh, and Manon, what's, what's your functionality within GetAboutable? Well, hi. Um, I'm Manon David. I'm originally French, living in Australia at the moment. Um, I'm the coordinator for the Accessible and Inclusive Tourism Conference in the Asia-Pacific. Um, it's a conference that is both a great networking opportunity and a learning experience um, taking place this year between May 17 and May 26. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't really stop there. Uh, there's a lot more to do around ACAP as well. So I'll, I hope I'll get a chance to say a bit more about this later. Awesome. Um, Yasmin, can you maybe share a little bit of the experience that you had before founding Get Aboutable? Um, and obviously that were, I assume, the reasons why you thought this would be a good platform to have. Sure. Um, well, first, my background. I started traveling at the age of six months. I've been, well, including from a long-haul flight. And until COVID hit, I'd been traveling several times a year internationally and um, very active, um, both professionally and for my leisure travel. And uh, so nothing to do with the tourism industry whatsoever, but um, active traveler. And uh, as my disability got worse and I have multiple sclerosis, so over 20 years, I found it more and more difficult to find um, travel and tourism options that were accessible to me and that hindered my work as well as my ability to enjoy holidays with family and friends. And at the time that I started Get Available, there were very few options. It's great to see that as the years have gone by, there have been more and more um, platforms dedicated to accessible travel. And what we love about Get Available is that it's a, a showcase and where, where we actually showcase other um, entities that focus on their local areas or a specific disability um, or the like. And we help the mainstream travel um, and tourism industry better cater to people with access needs, whether that be mobility, hearing, vision, neurodiversity, whatever it is. And why was it difficult pre um, or in previous years? Was the information not out there? Was the product not there? Um, it's not so much the product. I specifically prefer mainstream travel and tourism. And it's because the information is out there. And very often the operators don't understand how accessible they are. And what we like to say is inclusive tourism. Because it's not necessarily about compliance or having... Now, right doorway with or the right ramp um, inclination. It's about how you welcome your customers. Um, it's, it's basically boils down to good customer service. 
understanding your customers and what you can do to make their experience as pleasant and enjoyable as possible. And realizing that people with disability is 20% of the customer base. Yeah, we, we spoke about that in our little pre-chat. Um, so you compared um, accessible travel industry segment to uh, Chinese inbound. And uh, we realized that Chinese inbound, and this is pre-COVID figures, I would assume, obviously, um, Chinese inbound is less, actually. So it's actually a big pace within the market. Why has it been disregarded so much over the years? What do you think? My personal thinking is that it's not well understood and that there's a fear because of regulations and compliance. Mm. Um, there's a fear that you're not doing it right or, or that it costs too much money to really address the issue properly. And what we at GetAbout will really focus on is not the compliance. It's about the customer service. Mm. It's really about, you know, Understanding that saying, hey, we welcome people of all abilities, and here are the facilities we have. They may or may not be accessible, but we'll do our best to make it an enjoyable experience for you. If, if I may jump in, Timo, um, mm -hmm. Yasmin, you have a great example for this. Do you remember the example you gave me about the Barack Obama entrance? Oh, yes. I think that's a pretty good example. I'll let you. I'll let you say it. Can't, yes. wait, can't wait to hear it. Please share. <laughs> okay. Um, with accessible tourism, we very often get joked about that we um, are all about bathrooms and back entrances, which can raise a lot of jokes. Um, but the reason is because very often the wheelchair, in my case, a wheelchair accessible entrance is a back door. Um, mm. Very often you've got a heritage building or, you know, it's a retrofit and the front door has three stairs, but you can get in through the loading dock or wherever or service lift. Anyway, most places, if you're lucky, they'll apologize that they're taking you in the service entrance. Some, you know, just take you in without apology or anything. But I was at the Hyatt in Canberra And as they were taking me through, you know, the downstairs, the infrastructure, the kitchens, all that, they're like, oh, how do you like our Obama entrance? And I was like, sorry. And I was completely taken back. They're like, oh, yeah, when Barack Obama stayed here, this is how we took him in and out of the building. And it, it was really interesting how... I suddenly felt, oh, a bit important instead of being, you know, the goods, the luggage, the you know, throwaways, which is so much of the experience of people with disability. All of a sudden, I was made to feel important. And um, it's a really good lesson for businesses that, you know, realizing that every customer is a customer and making them feel important is important. So just instead of building a big ramp that would have cost thousands of dollars to like install in the front and be against regulation for a historic building, just simply a nice staff training and letting them know that they can say to everyone that's going through that back entrance that they're important. Um, yeah, obviously it's, it's 
so much more important for and makes the the experience so much more so much nicer and so much more what tourism is about actually uh, um, yeah, i mean I'll, I'll always remember getting into the hyatt the same way barack obama did yeah. i think that that's actually a beautiful example now it was about to say so it's not that much about investing money or creating a certain uh a building feature but much more about training of, of frontline staff predominantly. Um, Absolutely. So how, how does Getaboutable get into the game in regards to that particular aspect of, of service delivery? Oh, um, well, a whole bunch of ways, but primarily through our annual conference. It's a virtual conference. Menon will definitely be able to tell you about it, but creating the networks uh, amongst um, people who are in the industry, who are on the journey to making their businesses accessible and inclusive and and sharing stories of best practice and trials and you know how to and all of the above but i'll let Manuel talk about it she's so much better than me on well yeah many you mentioned already you you're predominantly in charge of organizing um the conference the workshop the um educational sessions um i hear there's a lot actually happening over many days um, can you share a few insights for us, please? Yeah, well, the conference is an annual event. Um, it's uh, we we had the, the inaugural um, edition in 2021, mm-hmm. um, and what we do is we go. It's a virtual event. We have each day really tailored um, to wherever you are on the journey towards accessibility and inclusivity. Because obviously um, it's a never ending journey, uh, such as customer service, things evolve. You're always going to find a better way to do it. You're, but you have to take the first step. So we start with the first step. Um, this year, May 17, we have a day about the why and how. So you were mentioning that number about um, in Chinese inbound tourism being equivalent to what the accessible and inclusive tourism is in Australia. So about $10 billion. Um, That's a 2018 number. That's the kind of thing you need to know. Um, You want the big picture. You want to know how can you convince your boss, your staff, your uh, stakeholders um, that they want to, that they can come on board with this trend. And then we take the first steps, share your information on your website, um, talk about customer service, talk about uh, what small businesses can do when they feel like they have really limited resources, especially post-COVID. So that's our first day. And then we move a step further. How can you step up your game? How can you address a market that maybe you haven't thought about? Because first you went to wheelchair travelers or to blind travelers. How do you go about uh, welcoming people with hidden disabilities? How do you go when you're um, a food and beverage provider, how specifically can you um, improve your accessibility and inclusivity in that sector? So that's the second day. And then very, very important, um, Yasmin mentioned it, but it's all about the connections and how you connect people together, how you go from doing your own little thing in your own little uh, business uh, or hotel group or travel um, agent. How do you go about creating destination, creating tours, creating an experience that can be marketed and promoted. So that's our third day. So we have advocates, we have uh, destination marketing organizations, we have Tourism Australia coming to speak um, about this. 
So it's it's very um, important as well. And then the last day we focus on um, what can actually be discovered, what already exists, um, travelers sharing their experience of traveling. Um, and we see that both as a benefit for travelers with disability that can often self-censor and think, oh, that's not, <laughs> um, I'm not going to be capable because uh, there are so many obstacles and all this. So we have, um, we want to empower them, but it's also such an important day for anyone who wants to target that market because um, that's, well, in the end, that's your customer. That's who you want to hear about. And they're talking without filter um, about their real life experience. Um, so it's, it's, that's what our last day, which is May 26, is about. Um, and then we have a lot of around those learning sessions, which, by the way, are available both um, live and recordings. So you can also like, it's three hours a day. So you can watch one hour during your lunch break and then watch another hour later oh, and then watch a quick session of 15 minutes when you're in the, in the train or waiting for for an airline or whatever, you can share that with your staff for training. It's, um, but back to what I was saying, the other thing is we have some networking opportunities. So you actually chat with people. Um, uh, we have like Zoom coffee chats. We have a live opportunity. We're in Sydney on May 26th. So people can come and um, see us. We will be at the ATSA Independent Living Expo. Um, so yeah, we really, really want to make this about creating connections um, because that's how you get so much more forward on the journey, really. So from my understanding, the conference is kind of an opportunity to build up an educational library for your frontline staff, uh, back of house staff as well. And uh, people who um, might be aware of this only after mid-May um, would be able to access that. Um, Absolutely. I don't know, in June or something as well? In June, in July, actually, we still have people accessing the 2021 recordings. Um, we just moved platforms and we sent um, an email to everyone who had put the recording. And I've seen a surge in views mm -hmm. <laughs> following that email. So I can tell you uh, that it's very much still active, that library of content in 2021. That is wonderful. So you mentioned already uh, travel agents, um, hotels, um, destination managers. Who, who else is the conference or the workshop for? Honestly, um, we have like we have a lot of small sessions. They're all under 45 minutes, um, except the two keynotes that are one hour. So we made it short and targeted. So we have something for everyone. We have something for tourism providers, and that can be like the manager of a big hotel group, or that can be um, a, a small tourism provider um, that has one or two staff. Um, we have something for destination marketing organization. We have things for researchers at university, um, obviously travelers as well. I know it can sound like a bit of Oh, who are you targeting here? <laughs> um, but we have like with those four days and with those sessions, if you just go through the program, um, I'm sure you'll find something right for you. We have a 15 minute session on how do you get people to actually click on the book now thing? How do you get your visitors to finally click on that book now when 20% of your potential market has a disability? Mm -hmm. So how do you, when you see the money, 
that you put into improving by 2%, <laughs> the, the, the number of people that visit to your website and that convert into actual customer, I'm telling you there's a 20% potential increase right here, right now. So there, for sure, there's something there that you can learn from. Um, so yeah, we really, really made each session a package for a specific target. So, and, yeah. and, you, and you're promising um, big numbers. Yeah, yes, ma'am, please go ahead. Oh, and I just said, <laughs> thinking very specifically about the audience for this podcast. So Menel mentioned that Tourism Australia is presenting at the, um, at the event, but we've also got a session on how do you attract um, people to regional destinations. And um, Menel, I'm sure, knows that session much better than I do, but I, you know, very conscious of the audience here that I'm sure there will be lots of interest there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we have a session where we've, um, where people from like this local destination managers um, and their, uh, and the people they've worked with to make their destination accessible and inclusive are joining and sharing um, very, again, without filter. So very much like what were the challenges? How did we overcome them? And not like it's all unicorns and rainbows and come in and, but at the same time, not also like, oh no, you know what? <laughs> Don't get there. Um, obviously. So it's, it's really, um, you, you're really going to get, uh, their, their feedback. So we have someone, um, yeah, it, of course, right now it's, <laughs> it's escaping me, but we have people from, um, different, like we have people from the city of Newcastle. We have people from the Sunshine Coast. We have people from, uh, Kim's, we have people from everywhere, um, mm -hmm. in Australia, like local destinations joining. Mm. Um, you were mentioning something about numbers earlier, Tina. No, you mentioned, you, you promised big numbers. You said, you know, there could be an increase of 20% more um, conversion rate. That's, I think that was, <clears throat> that's what you promised. Yeah, well, um, it's not me saying, uh, it's not me saying that it's a big number. It's literally 20% of the potential market has um, a disability. So mm. here it is. And I'll tell you, um, Accenture, which um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing right, that's my French accent coming back, but Accenture is kind of well-known <laughs> around the world. And um, they did a report and they showed that organizations that prioritize persons with disability have actually increased their revenue by 28% and their market share by 20%. So it's not just promising, oh, you have 20% of the market, you're going to get 20% of the market. It's actually Accenture doing a full report on this and telling you they increased their market share by 20%. Um, okay. So, yeah, big numbers and low-hanging fruit, uh, really low. I, I, There's I so much you can do to yeah. get to get that market. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted to comment on that from an anecdotal perspective. As someone with a disability who has been frustrated beyond belief. Um, I could tell you story upon story about my frustrations. And to just have a business on their website say, we welcome people of all abilities, contact us with your requirements and we'll do our best to cater to them. That would mean I would click them 
instantly. And so would every other person with a disability that I know, whether it be someone who's blind um, and be someone in a wheelchair, be someone who uses hearing aids and needs a hearing loop. We're the experts on how you can cater to us. Just ask us what you can do. But so often we feel ignored, neglected, overlooked. And as Manuel said, a lot of people self-censor and say it's all too hard. Other people like me are bloody stubborn and um, just keep banging my head against the wall until I get through. But wouldn't it be easier if somebody just told me they welcomed me and I could just go there? The last thing I said, uh, I will say on numbers um, is how, like, again, not me saying this uh, research and multiple ones, not just Accenture, but multiple researchers have proved this. Um, People with disability, especially in tourism, are very loyal customer and will repeat customer. If you ask Yasmin for a live meeting one day, um, you'll probably have her tell you, let's meet at this place. The Hyatt um, in Canberra, the Obama entry. <laughs> <laughs> the Hyatt in Canberra, a specific uh, cafe. Um, and yeah, it's like literally people that are three times more loyal uh, to brands than other customers and people that tend to share on social media um, when they have a good experience. I, I don't remember the exact number, but it's like 70% more than other people. Don't, I wouldn't, um, I need to find the exact number, but it's that order, like 70% more <laughs> likely to share a good experience than anyone else amongst your customers. That's a dream come true for a PR manager uh, or for a social media manager. That's exactly what you want. And you don't even have to be perfect to do this. So I'm going to spoil a bit of the conference, but um, in one of the sessions, um, one of our speakers, um, Christopher Karisk, he shared that example of a cafe where what they actually did was list everything that was not accessible. So we have a few stairs. We have a, a short, like, because it's a building that we're renting, we have a, a small door entrance and we can't really do much about this. What happened was, Actually, they got an, a great crowd of people that because they had the information, they could make the choice to come. And so people started showing up and then they got a huge reputation on TripAdvisor, on Google Advice, on Google Reviews, on all this saying, oh, how inclusive is the staff? They always make an effort to try to make everyone welcome. They really tell you when it when they can do something, they will do it for you and all this. And they're never out of business. Never. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really, um, really a market worth uh, mm-hmm. targeting and really big numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so in a quick summary, well, what I'm hearing is one aspect is obviously the business aspect, you know, the hard dollars and the profit line in the end, which is amazing. And uh, you've, you've mentioned a few numbers and I'm not quoting you on the 70% for PR, <laughs> um, <laughs> but very impressive numbers. So it totally makes sense from that point alone to, to look more into, um, into inclusive uh, travel, but also here, um, especially from you, Yasmin, you know, all, all the personal 
benefits that can be gained from some people making an effort around inclusive effort, uh, inclusive uh, travel, <clears throat> and therefore giving the ability, you know, to to just enjoy yourself. <clears throat> Pardon me to just enjoy yourself much more um, while you travel, either for business or for leisure. Um, going back to time, you know, where it's all about mentoring, where it's all about learning for the future, uh, career future of an individual, but also for the industry, I think what we discussed today so far is really uh, spot on of what we're trying to achieve in the industry. Um, and, and the last question to the both of you, um, what's the dream? Where do we go from here? <laughs> yes, Mina, I'll let you answer that first. <laughs> that people with disability are welcomed to participate in tourism and marketed to um, the same as any other traveler, you know, the same as somebody with glasses, the same as somebody with a family, the same as somebody, I don't know, um, same-sex couple, uh, any, any demographic you can think of that you see in tourism marketing. Why don't we see that with somebody in a wheelchair, somebody with a guide dog, somebody with a cochlear implant? Um, and it's not that you're not noticing them. It's that it is so rare. I mean, just as Manuel talked about very big numbers, I think only 7% of people with a disability had seen any advertising, any advertising that depicted someone like them and you can't be what you can't see if you don't see people like you enjoying tourism activities how do you even dream about it you know in the in the tourism industry you always talk about the dreaming phase well a lot of people with disability don't even dream and i find that tragic as someone who is a lifelong traveler over 50 years of experience traveling and seeing the world and loving every bit of it. It's just heartbreaking whenever I meet people who say, oh, I couldn't do that. And that's why a whole day of our conference, it's about dispelling that myth as you can. I think today we um, were able you know, to, to contribute to your dream and make a small step forward into a brighter future for, for everyone who wants to travel. Mm -hmm. um, and as you say, you know, every, every ability is welcome um, to, to uh, any, any aspect of the travel industry, because travel is all about learning about each other, learning to get to know each other, um, no matter where we're from, how old we are, how we look or so on. So thank you for the two of you to have you, to have you on this beautiful podcast. I will um, post the link in the description box for those in the audience who would love to learn more about you and obviously be able to get in contact with you if they need some advice for their business or how they can approach that in more detail um, to get the educational process as well. So thanks again for, for spending time with me. Um, again, I learned a lot and um, I'm looking forward to, to see some of the recordings of the upcoming conference. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome to join and anyone is welcome. Thank you so much, Timo, for the podcast today. Thanks, Timo.